My name is Morgan Man Willis. I am um, currently living in Detroit, Michigan. Um, I've, I've lived in Michigan on and off um, for about six years at this point. Um, I'm originally from Washington, D.C., and I think that um, Michigan in particular and the Midwest has really captured a part of my, my heart um, in a way that I totally didn't expect. Um, and uh, what, I'm, what I'm gonna read is um, sort of snippets from Politics from Nowhere, which is the novel that I'm working on um, and have been working on for some years. Uh, and it <clears throat> sort of takes place in a, in a town that doesn't exist nowhere comes from um, in a region of the country that I've that I've gotten to know over the last uh, several years and have been constantly fascinated by um, particularly the layers of of people of culture um, of space and um, sort of the way that that this place in particular has has reckoned with the the, the economic and social realities that this country has been really wrestling with, especially in the last um, 15 to 20 years. Uh, the premise of the novel is Andre Lamont Gamity wants to be the mayor of this town. And what I'm gonna read has very little to do with him. Um, and it has to do with uh, some characters who, who populate the town um, and who, who populate the novel um, and who uh, are, are always excited to sort of show themselves when given the opportunity. Um, so, In his earlier years, Andre would deny kinship with the swaying man who would arrive to collect him after school. That's my chess coach. He'd blurt out to no one in particular. Years after his father stopped showing up, and as he waited for the number six bus, Andre would lean towards one of his classmates and whisper, my father's out in Birmingham building a train that's gonna run from there to here to Detroit and back again. Or, my father built that house over there the summer after I was born. The stories grew. His final one was a version about cars. Ain't no cars getting built out here no more, man. You lying. Plus, I know your daddy. He got freckles just like yours. Hayne looked at him like, come on. It was Andre's first bust. He thought of Hayne's myriad weaknesses that he'd been able to catalog since their start together in kindergarten. He didn't read out loud very well and disrupted the class when it was time to go in a circle. He often wore clothes that smelled old and fried and he left to study math somewhere different from everyone else. His language was foul. Andre's mother once saw Hayne walking from Brandywine's, pushing a bike with a flat tire that kept zigzagging into the street. She called his hair a disgrace. Their first year in high school, Hayne took pleasure in showing girls the easiest exits through the locker rooms downstairs. Andre, still new and lost, became consumed with the way Hayne glided through the building that he and the rest of their classmates were still learning. He followed behind and watched Hayne greet an administrator by touching fists. Later in the afternoon, Andre saw him in a classroom full of seniors, raising his hand and gesturing towards the formulas scribbled on the blackboard. In the second half of that year, Andre saw less and less of Hain until he wasn't there at all. Andre ran for class president. He had no competitors. Still, he went home and told his mother he took it by a landslide. The tourist economy, Hain. 
<clears throat> this is how it works. Some sedan, nice color, nothing bright, nothing flashy, no bangs, just pulls up and looks dumb. Too dumb to even be the police because they got cash out. CDs messy in the mirrors. Backseat got books scattered. Bumper stickers and shit. Maybe a car seat. There's a friend and they're sitting and they're talking without looking at each other and they pass the bills back and forth between them and finally one gets out. He gets out and walks into the store. That's where I come in. See, they think we're going to go into the store. Instead, the one who's in the car who's staying straight ahead or looking down at his phone, we knock on his window. When I tell you he jumps every time, I mean every fucking time. So I knock or dent knocks and do the roller's window down. Or if he's real shook, he'll open the door. Forget his shit is automatic. I like sitting on my bike when I introduce myself or work with cars because I'm over level. I'm bird's eye. And I ask him like they asked Petey when he's at school over there. I say, y'all lost? And right there you can see how it's going to go. Either they're lost, yes, then it's over. I can't even fuck with them. Because if you think about that, that's crazy. Y'all can't be lost. Y'all thought about this all day. After work, after school, after swim practice or whatever the fuck they over there doing, you coming to get that. The green, white, yellow, sticky, the butter, the juice, whatever it is. That. And okay, if this is who we are to you, fine. I'm certified with it. I'm a dope boy. We dope boys and so what? If that's all I am to you, so what? We're in business right now, him and me. And you see me and you turn your car into brandy wines and now you just all of a sudden lost? Nah. I walk into a store, I know where I am. I walk into an office, I know where I am. I walk into a nice restaurant, I know where I am. So why you can't pull over here and know where you are? Then the friend comes out with a beer, some pretzels, and that's when I leave. I'm done. They pull out quick. But if he says something that makes some damn sense, if he's cool with his shit, we'll be okay. Then we could talk business. Chapter 5. Capitol Hill Garden was a tiny operation with plant boxes, proudly fashioned from salvage wood. In the place where the seesaw had been, along with a larger-than-life concrete turtle, there was now a mosaic in the university's colors, mounted in the ground, with spouts built in for a water fountain. The in-earth plaque at the center of the addition read, Gift to Jaw, 2006. Every Friday at 4 p.m., students from the university, overseen by a member of the Organization for Justice, Awareness, and Willingness of Southeast Michigan, Jaw, would come and dig at the dirt with flimsy shovels and pick up trash behind the bushes that created a barrier between the park and the northern border of Gorton. Students received credit. The university paid for their gas to and from, and after their three-hour shifts, they were given vouchers for a meal at Family Fried, a university effort to spur hyperlocal economies. A student, pre-law, received a shallow prick on her thumbnail by a tiny needle in a pile of leaves that sat rotting underneath the only other Juneberry tree in Gorton. She yelped and interrupted Ramon, the leader and only program coordinator at JAW, holding up her wounded hand with her other hand, as he explained where the wood from the boxes had been recovered. He stopped his story, raised his arm, and whistled. The crew looked around. Some checked their watches. Others got up from the bench, and a few of the hardest workers dropped their shovels filled dirt into the only completed plant box before giving their full attention. Luckily, this looks like a shallow prick, but this seems like a thing that should get dealt with by professionals. Only the afflicted student knew what he was talking about until he held up the needle. At that moment, 
Meter Martel, who was leaving the gas station with a loose cigarette dangling in his lips, stopped walking and looked up at Ramon's hand. That's what y'all in here doing? Some students snickered. Others sat back down on the bench. One yelled no, but no one heard him. Meter Martel took out a book of matches, struck one, lit his Lucy, and tossed the used piece across the fence into the park. Ramon turned his back to his crew of twelve and walked towards Meter Martel. Hey, have we met? Not me. No, sir, I'm not in this part. I got problems, but other types, you know. Hey, you know they got classes and prayer circles for all this mess. Works good. You heard of the law of attraction? I'm Ramon. I run Jaw. That's what y'all call yourselves? Jaw. And yeah, we're, we're down here from the university. Oh, I see that. Not surprising. I know what y'all do over in there. Be here, but go, go back right over there. I, I know these things, baby. I haven't seen it all. Now, like I said about the program, the classes, not the one on first, is closer to Empire. I'm sure you know about them. Empire? What y'all digging for? We're making plant beds? To do what? Digging is snooping. What y'all snooping on? Last time they seen a man digging in this park, his wife turned up missing and that tree sprouted up. You hear me? Grew too quick. Extra fertile. That's, that's bold, man. Digging for what? Gold coins in there? Because shit, I'll dig with you for that. You're welcome to come help. Nah, like I said, I don't go into that part. It's a garden now? So? It's a garden, and next spring we're bringing students in here to learn how to grow tomatoes and things? Like a class? In a way, yes. Ramon turned to the group of two or three finishing their dirt piles. The pre-law student was taking pictures of her finger with her phone, and one boy had flipped a rake upside down, pulling apart the bush and examining what was below, before reaching down and grabbing litter. Please put alcohol on that. Also, we're going to wrap up. It's getting late. Let's be uh, extra sure to go get that finger looked at, too. Folks, please be sure to wear the rubber gloves we gave you. They're for your protection. He looked at his own bare hands and wiped them on the seat of his corduroys. Y'all got alcohol? Wait a minute, because Mita Martel can be convinced of a lot of things, you know, alcohol being one of the main persuasions. The alcohol swabs are from the first aid kit. Did you say your name was Meter? Meter Martel. Both names, please. Or Martel. Otherwise, I'm just a stick in the ground. Meter Martel, I'm Ramon. He extended his hand and Meter Martel looked at it. Good to meet you, Ramon. I don't judge people, Ramon. Never have. But ain't enough alcohol to get me to shake hands with them dirty little needle fingers, though. I'll tell you that right now. Not my gang, baby. You take care. Martel tapped his ash in the space between them and turned towards downtown. No, I don't think I'm being clear. I'm from the university. Jaw is a program. I don't give a damn where you from, son. I'm from Oswego, Wisconsin, if you can believe it. I got a black mama and a Chinese daddy. What that got to do with being a cat part? And tell whoever got that little green Dodge it's a boot on their car. Ramon turned to make the announcement, but one of the transfers from up north had already dropped his hoe and run down the street clasping the keys jingling on his hips.